Texas Cinema Gems, and as always, I'm your host, the Admirable Admiral, and as always, we're in a video store somewhere in your hometown, so come find us, yes, video stores still exist. And I have my illustrious butt maestro next to me. How's it going, buddy? Hi, everyone. We're totally not tied up in the corner or anything, uh, because this is kind of sort of a takeover, uh, ho uh, hostage takers, do you want to talk about what's going on? So, for some reason... My hands are over my mouth. That's where they're tied at now. And so basically, this is takeover. The ladies take over. Cat. I'm a kitty cat. And this is for taking over. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, the um, boys have the party hats on and they can't take them off because they're <laughs> tied. It hurts my skull. <laughs> now now we're going to stick a little, um, what is it? The, the, the little party favor, the little party course. Yes. <laughs> this is going to be just a show of a culmination of sounds. Yes, exactly. I have no complaints about this. Speaking of sounds, who doesn't love the music of Castro Dance? Oh my god! It's so, so good! Why are you talking? <laughs> she said music and I'm the butt maestro! Valid, valid, valid. Valid. Okay, so we'll get snacks. Okay, go, If go. this is a formal takeover, butt maestro, please get any and all music out. Uh, music by Steve Goldstein's fucking great. That's it, that's all I got. <laughs> Right. Wow, that and was very Randy Newman. Let's let's talk about Randy yeah, Newman. Yeah, Randy Newman. Who wrote the songs? Yes. So, which I I want to point out for somebody who's just seen this movie for the first time, watching it with two people who knew every single word, every single accent for every single part and every single song. It was a glorious thing. I honestly, God, I don't think it's ever going to top any live performance I see of Rocky Horror Picture Show. It was. Ooh. A, a glorious live experience to witness. Aww. Admiral? I have one thing to say. Admiral's raising his party hat. <laughs> I have one thing to say. Scott Bakula is the fucking bomb in this movie. <laughs> yes. And also, um, uh, Sawyer, who does the voice, is from uh, It's a Different World. Whitney, who does the speaking voice. Natalie Cole does the singing voice. Jasmine does. Guy. Yep. Jasmine Guy is her name, Sorry. everyone. Fairy Gay Mother has been dropping the names all day, y'all. Do not go up in trivia against them. Oh my gosh. But I'll have to say they're amazing. Two great people. I'm going to eat now. <laughs> How are you going to eat with your party hat on? And the your... trough. We built in the trough. Yes, yes. I, I, I didn't see the trough vessel. at this angle. The feeding <laughs> muzzle. The feeding it's, muzzle. It's, it's the patent pending feeding party trough. Ooh, that's sad. Kinky. Anyways, back to the Catstone Dance. So, this movie... Um, we have treasured for our chat from our childhoods. It was made in 1997, so very prime like golden years of for us. And this is just one of the best animated classics of our time. <laughs> so yes, yeah, starring Scott Bakula, yeah, as Danny, the dancing cat. 
Um, and yeah, this just, so this movie is an allegory of about segregation, basically. There and the teaching us the kids about it early on. So what what's it called? Race what's it? Race theory. Critical race theory. So we've had that forever. People are just you know. And Bugs, it now. and Bugs Bunny's been in dresses for God knows exactly. how many goddamn so years. we've known Let's... trans cartoons for a long time now. Exactly. So, exactly. And yeah, so in this movie, the animals are the ones that are looking for jobs in, old, in 1939 Hollywood. I greatly <laughs> appreciate knowing the exact time reference, because the entire time I'm looking at Darla Darling... <laughs> Uh, yeah, Darling Darla Dimple. 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 Darling Dimple. Yes. Who is uh, supposed to be Shirley Temple. Yes. Very similar Dimple Temple, so that was on purpose. Yeah. And, and every the entire time, I'm thinking of how I can make this mixed in with the Disney timeline, even though this has nothing to do with Disney, because I'm thinking here, okay, so she failed, and she moved to New Orleans, <laughs> where she ended up asking, that's why they can afford the mansion on St. Charles. So, sorry. I just want to say, until they sound like you said Disney, like, <laughs> so. I mean, with their business practices, why not? Ruining your childhood. Oh. Ah. Let's give you that little party, party lure again. <laughs> so, can I share a quick, that quick of little course. tidbit? So, Patron and I both really love Bob's Burgers, and we're very excited to go see the movie coming Woo-hoo. up so soon. So, the only reference I had to Scott Bakula was his voice as Danny the Cat from Cats Don't Dance. And several years ago, they bring out an episode called Gale Tales, where all of the kids are telling stories about Gale, and Scott Bakula is a love interest. And I was like, other people know who this fucking guy is? <laughs> I just had no clue. And then, apparently he's a big deal. Yeah, apparently he's a big deal. And I just I had no idea. <laughs> Thank you. That's a good segue for my Scott Bakula story. Yes. Where he apparently is in NCIS New Orleans. And yes, so which is filmed in New Orleans, where the video store is located. It got canceled. Oh yeah, we know. Oh. We're aware. And so <laughs> we are aware. But they did film it here for many seasons. And so early on in my fun career of trying to figure out where I'm going to work, uh, I was a background actor in NCIS, and I actually met Scott Bakula and didn't realize that it was him. <laughs> I just thought he was just another person, because I'm not involved in any NCIS. I've never watched an episode, ever. And I was supposed to be a tourist on Bourbon Street. And, oh, like a hungover tourist on Bourbon Street. Oh, specifically so. hungover. Specific, yep. Yeah, because we had hand grenades, and it, but it was like the middle of the day, like the next day. Anywho, so yeah, had I known, I would have been like, I loved you as Danny the fucking cat in Cats Don't Dance. Please sing to me. Which that's is the perfect tourist reaction. <laughs> I mean, if that's not the most authentic, pro- I mean, really. It would have been very meta, though, being like, hey, you NCIS guy, you are Scott Bakula. <laughs> You'd be like, well, I mean- yes, yes, I am. <laughs> You know, it's it's a meta pun. Who doesn't? I mean, <laughs> how many of those did we see? It just within Catstone Dance, oh, the, the little like jokes, and we we mentioned on the Hollywood Walk of Fame that they have with little handprints. Yeah, we with saw Diane Keaton. Oh yeah. Yeah, so, which you thought was Michael Keaton, which is very cute. It's well, like, that's what made me want to look up like time frame because I don't. <laughs> I'm so bad with names. But maybe 
it could be an homage because it was in 97. So maybe Keaton was both Diane Keaton and Michael Keaton. Who knows? We didn't write the movie. <laughs> We're just, this is just a review podcast where we talk about anything and everything we so choose. Yeah. See, you say you're bad at names, but I'm going to segue this into knowing the name of that certain animator the Ooh, thing yes. i want you to share that because that was so amazing and i was like god damn it glados what <laughs> so this is the first time that i've actually ever been able to watch the the feature film catstone dance other than seeing little clips and snippets on youtube from other reviewers who are talking about terrible cgi animated things and always referencing like where things went wrong and talking about how like catstone dance is the pinnacle where it stands as like beautiful hand-drawn animation great for expression and characterization because it's anthropomorphic so you get to express so much more within a character without being limited to human features and as i'm watching it play out you see you know the the fluidity the fluidity and the smears with the animation but i'm noticing the panoramic shots which means that you have to change not just the animated characters but the perspective that you're drawing them on this 2d piece of paper but make it look so lifelike with the paintings and the colors and as i'm sitting there i'm realizing that i've absolutely seen this shot before in a little 10 second frame in steven universe because the creator of that did a favor for the animator's birthday parties for their daughter and called him in to do a quick 10 second thing on Cartoon Network, something they absolutely could not have afforded <laughs> if they wanted to pay him. Uh, and it sure enough, I looked it up and it was James Baxter. And it's one of the first few things he's credited with. And the very first thing that he's credited with that I could find was Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which is again the pinnacle for taking real life shadows and lighting and combining that with frame hand-drawn animation and lighting and sorry that is going to be your ner nerdy expose <laughs> from glados your local ai thank you beautiful thank you and that was the scene where darling dimple does a little um like somersault is that the part i noticed it in particular oh, no, when she turned her head with the yeah, curls on, the, right? on top of her piano when she's talking yeah when she's to, singing to uh, danny <laughs> I, I, so next time you see that, compare the two. So I definitely want to see the Steven Universe one. So. I had it pulled up on a gift. We'll, yeah, we'll do it after. And, and, and a later, in a later time. We'll include the, the link in the Twitter post. Oh, there you go. We'll yeah. the link yeah. in the Twitter Which uh, is, oh, if I'm not you. mistaken, it's going to be uh, at Cinema Jim's underscore pod. That's the Twitter. Thank you, Gladys. Pod people. <laughs> oh, that's us. <laughs> that is us. Yes, <laughs> currently. So, yeah, so basically the the plot of Cast and Dance, we already discussed that. So, Danny, our wonderful Danny, is from, from Kokomo, Indiana, Indiana. <laughs> not Nebraska. Um, and all his friends are wishing him goodbye because he's going to go be a Hollywood star. He takes a little bus over to Hollywood. And the intro is just so cute. The intro credits where it, that's also a little old school too, intro credits because we don't get those modern anymore too. So that's a nice little homage to that as well. But they do with great a great Randy Newman's, Newman song where we're just like, yeah, yeah, road trip song. Let's do it. <laughs> and and the, of course you get the, the cartoonish 
road trip to yeah. the final destination, considering you're leaving from all the monuments you would not pass <laughs> yes. on the destination or on the journey. You uh, get yeah. to see little clips of. You see, that's the writer's room. It's not what would you pass. It's what would you not pass. There you go. Fair. Fair. Maybe it's part of the physics. Maybe Danny wanted to stop at Mount Rushmore <laughs> and go down to Why? the Grand Canyon. Uh, but yeah, anyway, Danny makes it to Hollywood and he uh, meets little Pudge. 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 And little Penguin, his little bestie. Um, and he gets to sing a great number. A great number. So catchy. So And unintentionally causes chaos all through Hollywood. Yep. But then, Where? You, yeah, and then you see all the 30s, uh, early 40s actors, all the, the characters of them, basically. Mm-hmm. And there's so many references. So many references. Gone with this the whole Wind, movie. Wizard of Oz. It's all. If you're a fan of classic films, like you absolutely will love this film. Um, yeah, and so we he ends up going to the casting agency, uh, casting agency, because he wants to get a big part. Because he's ready. He's like on the move. And I just learned he's 18 in this, so... Yeah, that's wild to me. I was just like, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Baby, baby. But 39, 1939, Oh, sure. That's true. Um, And he meets his, all his little animal friends. Um, We meet Tilly the Hippo. Which, if you all do not have a Tilly the Hippo in your life, then I do apologize for exactly... Go find you a Tilly the Hippo in your life. Because, child, do you need one. <laughs> and uh, voiced by uh, Kathy and Jimmy. Jimmy. Yes, Peggy Hill. Peggy uh, Hill! <laughs> so cute. Uh, and we have T.W. Turtle, which is Don Knotts, voiced by Don Knotts. He's so cute. Um, Krantz and the Goat. Krantz and the Goat. And oh, God. Franny the Fish. Franny the Fish. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> She's great one-liners. Fantastic oh. one-liners. She is... Very direct. Very direct. She's the, that friend that gives no fucks. <laughs> <laughs> no more fucks She will tell you how it is. Glad but, what was the thing that you said the other day? Like, let me casually check for all the fucks that I have to give. <laughs> yes, yes, let me just casually dig through all my pockets real quick while you're giving me your bullshit response, and I give my chance to show you all the fucks I don't have. That's something Franny <laughs> would say. <laughs> right. Sorry, no, you're fantastic. This is the takeover. We can all... Exactly. This is our show. We get to do what we want now. Yeah, feel free to jump in any time. Stand up, boys. Tied up. <laughs> um, and <laughs> We're enjoying this. <laughs> um, and yes, so he ends up getting this small little part for Darla Dimple's movie, Little Archangel. Say, can and you play a cat? I am a cat. <laughs> Archangel. A R K Angel. Yes. Oh my lord. <laughs> um, and so, because they need animals, duh, you know, to. Two and two. For her whatever. little boat on the Ex- sea. Except the unicorns. Except the unicorns. The right. unicorns can get fucked. <laughs> Unfortunately, Unfortunately, some of them drowned too. Yes. <laughs> and they all drowned. <laughs> um, but that is, so the office is where Danny and Sawyer end up finally meeting for real sea. So there's a little romance. We're very excited when that comes around. Um, uh, one-sided one-sided, one-sided That's the trope. The trope where like, oh, he's terrible. I hate him. 
It's, it's, I'm going to say it's more bright eyes. Bright eyes. Than one-sided. Uh, it's okay. just very, very optimistic. Has no idea. Sawyer's much more experienced. <laughs> what is it? The scary one's hot for the... For the smushy one, what's that? It's the, like, that's the oh, trope. Oh, the oh, sunshiny one. The scary one's oh. not for the sunshiny one. And, the, and the, just the weird pairings of, yeah, like, how um, you... The absolutely. silent one and the loud one, or the dorky one and the, the jock Mechanic. one. Yeah. That mechano man and I. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Very uh, good, mother's very excellent point. <laughs> so Sawyer's also a cat. Forgot to mention that. So guess what? Archangel, they are both cats. They get paired up together. So next up is the... We meet Darla, I believe, in this. And see her true colors. See her true colors. <laughs> She's not just the lover of children and animals. <laughs> She's also a monster. <laughs> um, so, Dan- so the lines are all... The animals just say their noise. Their animal noise. And Danny's like, what? Meow, let's put some pizzazz in this. And if uh, Fairy Gay Mother and I's favorite line... Meow. See? Meow. Meow. And we're like, that should have... He should have definitely done that. But yeah, he ends up taking over. And it's also just like, we're taking over the show. (laughs) And, but unlike the boys, (laughs) Darla Devil is like, fuck this! (laughs) And so, again, you see your true colors. And she's actually a terrible, terrible, terrible monster. She does not love animals at all. I hate animals! Especially that one! Quote, unquote. (laughs) Um, and so, yeah, uh, Danny kind of gets put in his place, and, uh, oh, that was a really weird num- musical number that Darla does with that. It's very sad where everybody drowns and the animals are alive, except <laughs> the unicorns, because fuck the unicorns. Uh, and we also meet her butler, Max, who is apparently a 30-something foot tall gorilla. <laughs> I know, I'm just like, oh, that's a big gorilla. He's a very big gorilla. So... Um, yeah, but he... Get you a Tilly and a Max. Oh, there you go. I'm Max. Max. I'll be your Max. (laughs) I I would be so honored for a game owner. So honored. (laughs) Um, so yeah, he, Max is the one that puts, uh... Danny in his place. How does the kitty cat go? Meow. Very good. A lot of meows. A lot of noises. I'm very excited. Drinking game. (laughs) Drink every time we say meow. Drink water. Oh, 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 and water. Before we forget. (laughs) Yes. Before we forget. Yes. Good night, dead Tom. Good night, dead Tom. Good night, dead Tom. Tom. Love you. Uh, anywho, is it gonna so, be a bit for from here on out? You say goodnight to Dead Tom. Oh, uh, it's, it's been a bit since. Well, since Lumber Treasure Island. Yeah. 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 Oh, love that. Okay. <laughs> Wait, I just good. wanted to make sure we didn't forget because I'm not gonna drop it. Good. <laughs> can, I, can I tell one little t- Dead Tom story? Well, just okay, make sure the fans can hear you. Okay. Make it quick, or they'll shock us again. What? What? You got shocked before? Shocked with love. Troll. Oh. Right. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Dead Tom. Uh, was like he was talking to Top Shelf, and he was like, "Oh, that's a Futurama reference. Only the Admiral will know that." I walk from the back. Dead Tom goes, "Hey, Admiral, what's this? Oh, you mean Mom, who's voiced by Trust McNeil?" And Top Shelf is like, <laughs> "We didn't need to know all the details." And I felt so nice that he he made he made my day that day. He made my day. Thank you, Dead Tom. 
Thank you, Dead Tom. Thank you, Dead Tom. And I just want to establish that the fair game mother wasn't there that day, so that's why they chose me. (laughs) (laughs) Draft! Thank you. (laughs) Admiral and I like to go back and forth and see who can know the tidbit about Futurama. (laughs) You're impressive. Yours as well. I I need to kind of call out some some incredible hosting work here by Patron. There's not a single device in their hand, nor laptop, nor Google, nor Wikipedia, or IMDb. All these names are on, you know them. You fucking know them. I'm calling y'all out. (laughs) I'm fully aware. I cheat every episode. That's why we called y'all to do this for us. Wait. I'm loving it. You don't have to. This is your takeover. Excuse you. We're going to get back to the story. <laughs> yes. Let's get back to the story. Uh, and now a word from our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> the Chomp is available on Amazon. No, I'm joking. <laughs> patent pending. It's just patent, patent pending patent at the pending. moment. It's patent pending. <laughs> Anywho. So, we meet Darla. She's a bitch. Um, and we meet Max, who's misunderstood. <laughs> <laughs> misunderstood Max. <laughs> and so, and you know what's funny, actually, about this movie is how, when I was younger, this movie felt a lot longer. Yeah. Probably because of, you know, commercials. Speaking of sponsors. No, just my VHS tape. No commercials there. (laughs) Okay, so I think, but it it's it keeps the attention for the kids. Yes. And so, because how old were were we when this came out? Probably. I'm a '93 baby, so four. Yeah. So I was. Yeah. Exactly. So. Oh. Yeah, the baby. (laughs) I was two. And, and that's probably why I've never seen it, because it's just yes. about as old as I am. Yes, exactly. And that's okay, because now you got to see it with us, which is even exactly. better. Exactly! <laughs> oh my god, what a watching experience. Y'all knew every single word, and it was glorious. <laughs> so, but, and so that's why when I'm watching the movie as an adult, like, it went by so much faster, because we already got to the part where they're making fun of Dan, where all the little animal friends are making fun of Danny. Yeah. And they're just like, ba-da, ba-da. And like, you can't see me dancing, but I'm pretending to dance like they're dancing. <laughs> well, we got, we can, we got your, your, your bracelets on. We can hear the dancing. <laughs> I need some maracas next time. Oh, oh, shit. How are we not happening? So, so to continue on, though. So then after they make fun of Danny, um, he's kind of like, oh, downtrodden. That's because those, those are words. Um, <laughs> and that's when you meet um, Wooly the Mammoth. Oh, who is it's by John Rice Davies? Is that how I'm pronouncing Sala. correctly? Yes, he. You'll know him as Gimli. Gimli and Sala. Gimli. <laughs> Anywho, the boys are very excited about that. Go eat your chop. And um, and just did such a great job. He's so wonderful. And this is kind of where we got into the physics of the animation. Oh so, Wooly the Mammoth, who's actually an elephant, but you know, they make the joke, like, MGM Studios has the lion that roars in the front. I looked up his name. Do you guys know his name? Um, no. It, it's gonna be easy. Is it Leo? Wow. Wow. I hate... I hate that. I thought, they're using something cute like Rogers. On, I don't know. If they turned an elephant into a mammoth. I mean, right. a, a Leo the lion. Yeah, That's what she right. gets. Anywho. <laughs> so yeah, so Wooly Mammoth is a parody off of the roar. So um, Wooly does, he's, what's that word? Like reverberates his trunk? Like, I don't know. Or a trumpet? Trump- I think a it's trump- trumpets. Oh, trumpets. Yeah, his, trumpets. Yeah. Trumpets his Blows his horn? Blows his nose? I don't know. Wow. We'll look that up later. See in no, this. Y'all, y'all got it right. Oh, yeah, that's okay. what an elephant does? Yeah, trumpets. trumpets. Yeah. Oh, okay, cute. Trumpets so is he a trumpets, word. but he 
is a mammoth. Trump like a trumpet. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> what that's is why this? I wasn't saying anything. You got it right. <laughs> so we see him back in his little little trailer, little wagon, <laughs> little wagon, so and he makes, of course, what do elephants love but peanuts? So he's making peanut. Uh, tea. tea, and he, and this is where I discovered what that a peanut is not a nut; it is a legume. <laughs> so, but what did he say? You wouldn't say pea legume. No, no, at the very end of his like whole bit when he's you know very unaware of the rocking back and forth um, <laughs> chaos yes. of his trailer, and he goes, he goes, goes. Would you call it pea legume? He's just like, well, that doesn't work either. It's so funny, but it's so great. It's just such a fun rant, and it's just so silly. And it's well done, and you just remember that. It just stays in your brain as a kid, too, for whatever. And then it's just you enjoy just as, as well as an adult. So, very cute. And we find that he's very musically talented, and we find out all his the all the little animal friends were, are of so much talent that they had, and they just kind of lost it because they were burnt out because they couldn't get the parts. They were dancers and singers. We see pictures of Sawyer and T.W. and everybody, and Tilly and... It's so cute. So, Danny has this great idea to get them all to remember the love and sing and dance. And, yeah, so then... They do a big street performance. They do a big street performance, which is right after, which, again, like, it would happen so fast. Like, I don't remember this happening so fast. But it did, and here we are. So, and that's great. And we can... Do you want to talk about the lighting in this? So, I don't know all the... It's such a fantastic scene. Yeah, I I don't know all the technical things that is GLaDOS's area of expertise, but... So that was something that I pointed out to them before we got to the scene was I was just like, I remember the scene vividly so much as a kid because you they they use the lighting to express so much emotion through this whole like number. And that's what I really like particularly remember the most about it and loved was this like, oh, because you see like Sawyer, who's like a little more beat down from like, you know, just like getting her ass handed to her by Hollywood. <laughs> um, yep. You know, she she hears them while she's doing the typewriter in the office up above the little alley where they're playing, and she starts to click in unison with the beat of the song. You see her colors lighten up, and then when she like snaps back to reality, it dims back down again. And I was just like, what a freaking brilliant use of just like aesthetic and art to convey to children with just like the simple like what they're looking at and not even just like hearing or knowing just like using that as like what like, you're look what how you're, happy they are right. look how sad they are look how like right. that, it helps the look, passion it, the, the, it conveys the emotion yes yeah. it teaches them the emotion about that and recognizing and just recognizing that mm-hmm. so find what makes you bright ah. what what makes you glow right and let's just talk about how freaking lit Sawyer is in that whole dance number. Yes. And Danny's wearing a zoot suit. She's wearing a pantsuit. And we're like, you know what? We get why furries like this. <laughs> Sawyer's hot. <laughs> I, I mean, who, who didn't have a crush on Kovu growing up? I mean, I'm not, I'm sorry, not sorry. You know, it is what it is. I like, um. Also, having Kiara Wakazin is just saying. over there. It's like, not wrong. <laughs> Nodding with hit the trough. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> the oat muzzle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, oh my god. Yes. So that is, and that's the I Got Rhythm uh, song number. And mm-hmm. it's so much, just this whole soundtrack slaps. <laughs> I think that's kind of a really great moment to bring into this where you see them just genuinely, nobody's watching, they're not mm-hmm. getting paid for it. This is just them genuinely having fun. And you realize that the choreography you're seeing, the passion that you're seeing, was modeled after the real dancer and choreographer, really, the legend 
Gene Kelly. Yep. Oh, so, I did not yeah. know that until we watched it today. I was like, how did I miss this? Yeah. Because so, I love Gene Kelly. Yes, at the end. So at the end of the film, you see that this, that Gene Kelly, that this film was dedicated to Gene Kelly, who collaborated like, as uh, GLaDOS said, um, on all the choreography in this. And he was there for that era in time. And so that was the last thing he worked on before he died in 1996. And I think that's incredible because that's literally a full circle considering that he was also involved in the first time that animation has ever been involved in live action. Oh, I didn't Mary know Pops. that. No. Um, Jerry the Mouse. Oh. I don't know. It's the sailor one. dance scene. Yes! Oh! You're correct! Yes, with Tom, Tom and Jerry's Jerry. It's because the they mouse. couldn't, yes. they invented Jerry the Mouse before yes. Tom the Cat because they wanted Mickey Mouse, but they couldn't get Mickey yes. Mouse. So they said, fuck you, we're going to make our own mouse. And they made Jerry the Mouse before they <laughs> yes. ever made Tom of, the Cat. Of course they've seen that. That's so iconic. And it's so fucking cute. So and it's full circle to have that. Just, I'm going to cry. <laughs> but happy tears, but happy tears. Oh, yeah, of course. Just happy like, you know, tears. they're having happy fun in the in the in the uh, dancing in the in yes. the streets in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so great. But thank you for bringing up that tidbit. Of course, like I didn't know that was cute. Yes, great. <laughs> um. So then, uh, Darla is somewhere near in the background. Yeah, in the background. Like, and, on all of this, right? And she was, just, you know. So th- um, this is when you s- really start to see like the big conspiring plot point of this, like okay, like, how can I really screw over all of these animals? Mm-hmm. And, There's um... <laughs> people like that Right, fucking terrible. Right. Um, and then, which, like, so, uh, she invites Danny to her house for tea! Invite <laughs> yeah. for tea! Oh my god, the the eyes for her, like, when she's just, like, yeah. they're horrifying! <laughs> I wonder, so, in the credits, how, you know, we were watching how all of the, the characters had their own um, what is it called? Their own artists and animators. Like that. Also. animators. Several I, animators. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like Darla's eyes probably had their own in Darla's eyes. That's your job today. You're working on Darla's <laughs> eyes. Oh my god. Oh, but, but um yeah. so that takes us to the number big and loud, which is a personal favorite, and I'm just gonna go ahead and use his name because is that okay? It's someone that will never be brought up ever again. Is that okay? Anyways, um Aaron, a very dear friend of mine from high school, also loved this movie as a kid, and I'm going to tell him to come listen to this episode so he can hear this little shout-out. But this man has the most amazing voice I have ever heard. He's got a beautiful, like, tenor baritone, and him and I would sing big and loud together all the time yeah. in our computer lab class, and that man could hold a note. Holy shit. Wow. Anyways. I want you, love you, Aaron. I, I want a recording of both of y'all singing this. <laughs> like, I really do. Well, next time I see him, I'll be like, okay, we have to do this bit, and then I'll send it to you. Okay, that's perfect. <laughs> Please and thank you. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. So yeah, so Big and Loud number happens. Basically, Darla invites Danny over and is just like, yeah, um, I'm going to get you an, uh, an audition with LB Mammoth himself and blah, blah, blah. And also, do you want my advice on how to like do this? And he's like, yeah, so the Big and Loud number. Um, and then we have Big and Loud reprise, but evil <laughs> rendition. <laughs> she's a little shit. <laughs> poor Pudge. Poor little Pudge. Poor yeah, Pudge yeah. picked off. <laughs> I was like, oh, baby. So bad. Um, so yeah. But that animation, too, in the, re- in the reprise, where um, it's kind of, it's opposite color. What is that called? Um, because the cats are all different colors when they're in, like, her dream sequence in the water. Um, 
when they she's there in the mirror and it, yeah it was a negative it was a negative oh, so okay. it's very that is another cool animation with the waterfalls and stuff it was while we were talking about great animation so how perfect um and it all comes it's not just the fluid movement of it that comes from the smears but the colorists and the cell shaders need so much credit as well because yeah. that's what brought your little nostalgic moment to life was having the different not just the people that draw the characters but that color them painstakingly not just frame by frame layer by layer frame by frame that's multiple times per frame thank your colorists no, thank, thank your, your colorists, colorists. <laughs> just bless them yes so um after the scene uh we go to the studio again where the they're kind of setting up for like their big number yeah. because they're like we have an interview with lb mammoth and <laughs> danny has been like really working sawyer trying to get her more on board with you know like hey you can do this we can sing we can dance who says we can't like just try again try again very and she's, positive outlet. right she's so like reserved and like i don't know i'm very hesitant like i'll try like i'll try it and but she's very cautious about i'm not it. doing this <laughs> i'm not doing this right why am i doing this right i'm doing this um and, and sabotage sabotage <laughs> sabotage yeah <laughs> sorry that's another little throwback to futurama that i just had to throw at the admiral they're crawling right now you know just little, little, little shivers and it's 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 so wonderful to have a takeover thank you again patron you're welcome hey it's for her birthday hooray yeah um, so in this sabotage darla comes out in her like what is it her cape her, or... cape, her black cape with black the little sun... pink lining on the yes, inside so i want one okay. she, yeah i wouldn't mind wearing some great dresses <laughs> gee if only i had a pink and black cape oh wow <laughs> I have, I have one. Look, look at that. I have a Darla cosplay now. Perfect. You and a golden curly wig is no. kind of terrifying. No. It's kind of terrifying. No. 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 Oh, so, yeah, so she comes out in the cape and, of course, with Max. And this is, oh, poor Pudge. This is where Pudge is like the tech guy in this. Mm -hmm. And they just you know, tie them up like some uh, co-hosts that we have. Uh, <laughs> and they... We're uh, fine. Drove. <laughs> We're actually really comfortable. This is nice. And... <laughs> Sorry. And Darla is just sabotaging the whole place with flooding the stage and... Turning on the fans. Fans with wind and lightning and Tesla coils and all of this crazy nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Patron sent me the gif before we all um, came into the ship, and I was just like, "Oh man, I can literally hear her voice saying this right now." Um, so... Of course, it just happens to be happening right behind this giant, big, important interview of the press conference yes. about the new Ark movie, yep. and they and open up those big old doors. The sound stage, and there's water just filled up all the way to the brim, which is another <laughs> physics animation yeah. that really bothered the fairy game other. So my okay, the, the the elephant holding the teacup with the flat part of his hand, his foot, whatever you call it, didn't bother me. I was just like, oh, okay. 
okay. But the wall of water bothered me. <laughs> Mostly because I have seen things flood, and I'm just like, oh, hmm, no, that's no, that's not how that happens. What about them balancing on the anchor? Like, that's not... Oh, yeah, fair. <laughs> I think I was but still reeling from the wall like, of water. And then the arc going through all the buildings. And the, the loop-de-loops. The and, loop-de-loops. you know... In, in the wonderful laws of animation, gravity does not exist until you acknowledge it. And that is simply why Daffy Duck does not fall off the cliff until he looks down. <laughs> Gravity does not exist until you acknowledge it. That's true. There you go. And they did acknowledge it for a while. Right. Yeah, that's some great animation, too, with all the water flowing. Mm-hmm. Like, so, mwah. Chef's kiss. But yeah, so um, basically after, you know... All the crazy, the boat around the city, uh, around, it around comes, the whole studio, right. flooding everything. It comes to a stopping point where, you know, LB Mammoth and Flanagan, um, <laughs> our director, are the director um, just tell all the animals that they're never going to work in this town again. You get fucked. <laughs> yeah. Pan over to, they're all getting shut out of the gates and Danny's trying to explain like it wasn't their fault. And then up rides Darla bitch ass Dimple <laughs> in her nice car. Bitch and ass. <laughs> um, they all realize, like, oh, she conspired against them. And everyone's like, Danny, you dumb dumb. Like, what were you doing? Why would you trust her? And then it kind of goes to, like, they're all like, okay, where do we go now? And it's a bunch of them, you know, Sans Danny are all at the diner. And then Q. Natalie Cole in her beautiful ass voice singing uh, Sawyer's is it Tell Me Lies is the name of that one yeah beautiful love it it's a great number probably like one of my favorites out of the whole movie just also because of like all the animation that floods through it too is really really well done it's and it kind of has some really kind of fun homage to anime animation where it takes some of the productions of her singing in the background or in the foreground while something else is happening they'll take headshots of or i i could be because human memory is a fickle thing computers are so much better at this which is why i'm trying to update my brain but glados is a robot well exactly which is why glados is constantly trying to update the poor processors that she has in the mainframe that's why she doesn't always appear there are many updates in progress but uh, if I, I, I thought I saw some just potential homages to just the idea of having something happening in the background while a um, half-transparent animation is happening in the foreground yes, of somebody singing while You're somebody correct. else is traveling. Because I'm that big of a nerd, Let's I will go. say... This is what I've been hoping for! That is definitely more, like, I, I could see that. I don't know if it's particularly like what they were going for, because that was also a big thing in, like, I feel like older movies, too, where it was kind of, like, you know, this, like, weird, like, this post here, but this post here is all happening. But that does happen a lot in opening sequences, inherently throughout shows running. I don't feel like I've seen that a lot, but I'm also, I'm more of a manga person. I really <laughs> like manga when I watch anime. Been reading so much manga, you guys help. <laughs> no, <laughs> I love you so much, Reggae Mother. And this is like, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't misspeaking, and this is why I needed you here. So thank you so much. I love you. I love you so much. So much manga. But um, so yeah, they do Sawyer's number. Well, her like her solo number. And it's at the end gorgeous. of it, yeah. Oh, and at the end of it, she realizes she's like, oh, I need to believe in his dreams, which is like the last line of the song. Um, okay, then what happens next? Tilly! Tilly. Oh, he's still talking about the bus stop, which is why I'm telling 
tell you, if you don't have a Tilly in your life, get you one. Yeah. It wasn't even a bus. It was a restaurant. It was the whole restaurant that they had been oh, in. Oh, oh, she was saying, um, oh, sorry. Was saying that <laughs> to go get him. get him at the bus stop. Oh, okay, yes, <laughs> yes. And so, and she, uh, she doesn't, she barely, Sawyer barely misses him. And he, but she finds his hat, and in his hat, oh, it's a straw boater. I know the Admiral's very familiar with straw boaters. Troughed. <laughs> Why are you saying troughed? It's trough. There's no T at the end of trough. <laughs> Thank trough. you! Trough. He, can't, he can't talk with the trough in his mouth. Well, it would be a muzzle. The trough is the giant. <laughs> yes! It's been in front of it! I don't know why he's like, it's like, trough what? I don't get it. muzzle. <laughs> Oh, I guess I took club feed bags. Sorry, you guys. I drew up on a farm. Uh, this I, is a thing. Feed bags. I was thinking more we'll of the trough, but we'll go with feed bags. We'll have to edit this whole show and say feed bags. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, anyway. Good luck with that homework. So, in the straw boater, Sawyer finds Danny's checklist. Um, oh, that's right, yeah. And it's very just sweet and bittersweet. Yes, exactly. And so, but then... Uh, Danny, he sees Pudge! Yes, he Danny, sees Pudge. Danny's on the bus and he's talking to this terrible bus, <laughs> bus driver. driver. And so when I said the animation of the bus driver sandwich probably also had animators <laughs> of its own. <laughs> I was so disgusted with all the mustard that just spat out of that sandwich. I don't know why I'm diving into the sandwich so much and I'm very ashamed. I love that there are two responses to food to animated food yeah. and it's either oh my god i need that pizza from the goofy movie yes or ghibli ghibli food ghibli or food. ghibli food or it's oh my god why <laughs> who decided why did this oh god i mean if you love mustard maybe this is the that's goofy the sandwich for me to you. that is yes. the sandwich for me anyway <laughs> i digress <laughs> um the sandwich on the windshield so, Danny, Danny sees Pudge and all the animals at the soup kitchen and stuff. It's so very, very sad. And he finally um, says, stop the bus. And that's when the sandwich goes on the window. I don't know why I keep going on the sandwich. So many other important things to get to. Noted, I will never put mayo anywhere near you. No, mustard. A mustard, mustard, that's right. That's mustard right. pickles. That's a no for Patron. Oh. That's why every time at the barbecues... I put the pickles far, far away from any of the other condiments that I'll this take, little baby... Yeah. I'll, ta- I'll take your pickles. Yes. I'll take the pickles. <laughs> but anyway, sorry. Bad. Sorry. Away, away from the pickles. And so, um, so yeah, Danny gets out of the bus, runs over to Pudge. They come up, they very cutely come up with an idea, but we don't know what the idea is. You just see, again, the magic of the animation. You just see the... Their shadows. Oh, and the cute and the score. The animation and the score combination. Just so cute. You can tell that something's coming, something's a brewing, something's a brewing, and we're ready. We're all ready. And there's the, um, the montage of, um, you know, Danny's little plot and little, little invitations, invitations getting to the sent premiere, out. and on a typewriter, and it's cute because the invitation has uh, a lot of the um, what is it called? The actors from the time. So you see like Clark Gable, and then he puts Cranston Goat, and he, it's very cute. Adding to the uh, the invitation, invitation list and everything. Yeah, yeah. The guest list. Um, so all the animal the animals get invited to this premiere, and we finally watch the Darla Dimple Little Archangel, whatever. Quick production time. Yeah, very, very quick. quick. Very quick turnaround. <laughs> so good for them. Um, but as GLaDOS said, that they pro- maybe they just filmed that last little bit at the very end. 
end, and then they put it all together. You know, it's the it's the biggest shot. It costs the most to make. You know what? Let's just go ahead and knock that one out at the end. You know, I you know save it for last. Yeah, movie magic. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> movie magic. Anyway, so once uh, the f- oh no, not yet. The film is still happening, but while the film is happening, we have our favorite thirty-something foot <laughs> gorilla, Max, <laughs> with um, ears of. Oh my! Like a like baby ears, but <laughs> like 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 <laughs> hawks, but hawk ears. How baby hawk ears? Yeah, baby hawk ears! <laughs> oh my god! Thirty-six foot tall gorilla. What is this? And so, um, I don't know. Do y'all want to go and talk a little bit about it? Well, yeah, we see Danny trying to like set up different things. You can see he's trying to get like a little musical set or something going on. Is he going to interrupt the movie? And all of a sudden, it's not the symbol or anything getting dragged along that causes that little pin to... Oh, the, it's, it's the bow tie snap. It's, the ch- ch- it's Pudge's ch- little bow tie he's trying to straighten. <laughs> and he pops it, and that's what Max fucking hears. His little twinkly ears just flutter, and then he's like, something's afoot. <laughs> so we go, Max goes down to investigate, and we get just... I, I was trying to root for Pudge, but... Bro, I've been you there. You've been so hard. I, I was trying, hon. I was trying for you, Pudge. But it's but it's okay because Danny. I mean, he he's running. He's he's trying everything he can. You're starting to see fists and hands break through the roof of the the Chinese theater. Thank you, in, thank you. Because um, I knew it was referencing one in Hollywood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, uh, of course, outside the premiere, you got the giant Darla balloon, and oh, God, Danny's balloon. trying to jump on that, and he's getting chased by the 30-foot-tall Max <laughs> the Gorilla, and, oh my gosh, all this chaos, he's starting to slide down, and he finally gets his last little break, slides down on this little rope, down to this little pier on the edge of this theater, starts pulling him closer, and something starts to click in his brain. <laughs> and he gets to ask Max. How does the kitty cat go? Meow. <laughs> oh, drink. Meow. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and right at that moment, he pulls Oof. the balloon in and he pops it right on one of the spears and bye-bye, Max. Bye-bye, Max. Now, of course, before, you know, Pudge comes out and he's like, the movie's ended. We gotta go. We gotta go. And he does not look too hot. <laughs> <laughs> you look terrible. I'm like, Pudge, have you seen yourself since? <laughs> And so now that the movie's over, Danny goes down into the theater. Onto the stage. Onto the stage, and he tells all the viewers to stop and wait. And that Darla put together a, a show special for surprise. The, yeah. And so all the animals are going to sing and dance. And, and Darla's eyes do the crazy eye thing. Yep, well, <laughs> crazy eye thing for those animators. Uh, and then they could do another fantastic number. Which um, Darla tries to sabotage through yes. the entire number from start to finish and only continually makes, makes it, it better, better. <laughs> and makes it more captivating and enthralling by the audience. And what I love actually about that scene is when like she's doing all this stuff and it's like supposed to be bad, but then you hear the audience like react like, wow! wow. And it's like, yeah, good fuck Darla. <laughs> so she's just like gets more irritated and irritated because they end up liking all of this. So, and then she finds the granddaddy of all switches. The granddaddy of all switches, which is just brings out the Statue of Fucking Liberty <laughs> and, and, and a giant ship, yeah, giant and ship. a cannon, flame throwers, it's three prop planes flying oh, over the audience. <laughs> Are they prop planes? I, I don't know. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Well, it's, 
literally blows the roof off the Chinese theater. Yes! Literally! And, yeah. And so that's how that number ends. And these people have huge grins on their faces from the winds, from them liking it. Who knows? But I mean, they literally got their teeth teeth knocked knocked in. Yeah. So, and then we, and then Darla going through all that, she's like getting tangled up in ropes and on microphones and shit, and she comes out and she ends up accidentally confessing that she was the one who flooded the stage, because she's a stage, little bitch. Flood the stage, flood the stage. <laughs> and so she, yeah, and Pudge finally gets his revenge and um, opens the trap door and she just gets sucked right in there. <laughs> and then, uh, my favorite, one of my favorite parts is when she still screams for Max. And Max is all the way in France, and you because this whole trope throughout the movie, or I guess not trope, but like this continual theme that happens throughout the movie is when she yells Max, and he always says yes, Miss Dimple. But when he's flying away on his balloon, and she yells for him falling down the trapdoor, he's in Paris because there's the Eiffel Tower. He's here, wee Miss Dimple. (laughs) Darla Dimple balloon is still floating away. (laughs) So great, so wonderful, so simple yet so fantastic. And then the and then LB Mammoth is there and he ends up getting all the animals a contract. Hell yep. yes. And then we go to the credits, which is Fairy Mother's favorite part. It's I mean the whole movie is my favorite well, part. Yes, but that's yeah, true. I but this is just like a nice little It's it's a nice little ending. It shows that like they all got to play these big roles that they wanted. It shows like Franny and Cranston playing Casablanca. It shows Free Tilly Pudge yes. plays Max, the little boy in, you know, the original. And Tilly is dressed up in black and white stripes, like, doing the jump over the rocky bay, and it's just, like... And there was grumpy old men. Which I loved as a child. I don't know why we had the ability for me to watch grumpier old men when I was, like, five, but I thought the movie was hilarious, even though I couldn't tell you anything about it at this point. Oh, that's okay. (laughs) The Admiral took his feedback off, so let's hear what he has to say. I have one thing. Yes, Admiral. But my show, if you could watch any movie from these posters, what would it be? And why is it Batman and Robin? <laughs> Batman and Batman has Wooly and Robin is Pudge. <laughs> I, I would watch any I would all of them. They're all great. I, I, I wish I could watch these Elseworlds. I, I, uh, I want to see their version of Twister. Sorry, not yes. sorry. Right. My personal favorite is Singing in the Rain. <laughs> oh! The Beetlejuice! Oh, Beetlejuice! You might have Slurry Both of those. Turtles. Oh, God damn! Also, See, it's just yeah. so great. We're just gonna watch all of them, okay? We, yeah. Them. We all... We're, we're gonna produce all of these movies and we're going to watch them after. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what we're just gonna do on our casual weekend. <laughs> so, and you guys... So, that's, that's the end! And, oh, at the very, very end, we see that Darla has a job as, like... like a janitor or a custodial. Which, hey, I'm don't knock that job, Don't knock that job, down. All you listeners sure. out there, janitorial actually pays really well. Yeah. Just saying. For Nothing, sure. No shame about being a janitor. Yeah, anyways. but for her, it's like, you know, yeah, shame. She, so. She's not the center of attention. She has exactly. fallen off the throne. Yes. So that's Catstone Dance, and it's just so funny that this was a box office bomb, but of course, one of, like, everyone, a cult classic everyone knows and loves, especially for the furries, for, what, for whatever reason. Nope. Um, I mean, <laughs> Sawyer's hot, no, y'all, just saying. Sawyer's really, really reason. hot. <laughs> uh, but I'm so glad that this movie was, like, you know, just put on Cartoon Network, and it's for all the kids for us to just watch it continuously. See, I don't remember, but I think maybe it's because I had it on VHS, but I just, I don't remember it being on TV, 
literally ever. I just like, well, I got this VHS tape, so I'm just gonna pop it on. That's it. I'm glad you found it. I'm so glad you found it. And so because it, and it's so funny. Everyone asked me, so who who did it? It's not Disney, right? It's not Don Bluth, right? And it's Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. So I have to have to remember that because I was like, oh yeah, I didn't think about that. And it's also the same creators as the Page Master, which if you haven't seen that, it's fantastic. Glados. <laughs> so it's okay, y'all. I have the Page Master both on DVD and VHS, <laughs> and we will be watching it. It is okay. Yeah. See, we've got the Admirals list, and we've got the Fairy Game Mothers list. <laughs> two different lists running, all right? Well, um, we can handle this. But... Unpopular opinion, Fairy Game Mothers list is better. <laughs> <laughs> but I just want to thank you all for sharing in the Capstone Dan's birthday takeover, and Ooh, it really means absolutely. a lot to me. I have one final question for you, though. Yes. I know that there is a rating system here on Cinema Jones. Oh, correct. Uh, Whole Gym is a great movie. A Half Gym is an okay movie. And a No Gym is a really... (laughs) It pooped on itself. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, mean, sometimes it happens, you know, as you get older. So... Or when you're sick. I'll let let y'all go first. Y'all can say your ratings first. Oh, I mean, this this is a Whole Gym for me, 100%. (laughs) There is literally no questions asked. If I can like this movie at four years old and like this movie at 24 plus plus (laughs) years old, Whole Gym. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, and I, I wish I could say that it's a nostalgia gem for me, but unfortunately, this is literally, it's my first time seeing it. I am so incredibly happy to not just watch it with Patron and, and Fairy Gay Mother, but just finally having some reference for why so many people consider this to be such an establishing movie and why hand-drawn animation will always be slept on in the world of Hollywood. Yep, y'all two basically said what I was exactly what I was gonna say. When a, a film impacts you so much as a child and then still holds up, like that's impressive and that takes a lot. Like there was no, there wasn't a lot of crude jokes. Like the, but the jokes that did happen, like they were solid, they were funny, and, and they were great as a kid. And when you're an adult, you get the other jokes too, which, you know, full circle comes out to a full gem movie. Yes, absolutely. Oh, did you guys want to chime in on this? The lock came off. There was a lock system. The rope suddenly vanished. Oh. Oh, I love animation physics. (laughs) Uh, This movie is a whole Tilly-sized gem. Oh. Whole whole Tilly-sized, like, this movie, it it was one of the first movies I remember watching as a kid that hammered it, that used anthropomorphic animals as a stand-in for anyone who has ever been repressed by rich, rich white people. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, and a fantastic movie. Whole Tilly-sized gem. Can it be a max-sized gem? Yes. <laughs> oh, 30-something foot tall max-sized yes. max gorilla. Uh, sorry, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying the movie's bad. <sighs> See, you hurt me. You hurt me with your rating system. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, you so, better, better watch your rating now. So, yeah, Make sure it's, it's good. As, as you were talking about um, the first movie, I am a little bit older, so I have seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. And to me, this is on par with Roger Rabbit to discuss the values of everything that's going on and is bad about you know the establishment of Hollywood and caring about a certain race of people. So that's why I think that this hand, this movie goes hand in hand with Who Framed Roger Rabbit. So I give it a whole gym. This is my is this is my Roger Rabbit like Castle Dance oh. is Roger Rabbit for me what it is because Jessica Rabbit is Sawyer yes oh look at this wow just meant to be 
I guess one more side note, the reason that I knew that the Admiral was my soulmate was that he also had Catstone Dance slash Quest for Camelot on DVD. The family the same, du- family, the family double feature, <laughs> the same exact one I have. What so about a goofy movie. And a goofy movie as well. But this one, this is so it's so niche. It's very specific. Exact. It's a double DVD. Right? Like Yes. So you know it's yeah. Uh, two very slept on movies. Slept on, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I actually on. watched Quest for Camelot the first time recently when I still had a DVD player plugged into my TV and I was like God, this is amazing! It's so good. It's amazing! How have I had to watch day. this? Okay. Yeah, may, yeah. Well, maybe we'll do that. We'll do a takeover for that one, maybe one day. Let's go. Let's go. I'll mail you. Oh, actually, never mind. You have it on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you my copy on DVD. DVD. And then you can mail it, it back. It is the video store, after all. Of it course, it's gonna happen. We have the family double feature. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thank y'all so much for joining, and thank you for having me for no my problem. birthday. Thank you, Gladys, for your birthday, Fairy Game Mother, thank for coming you. on the show. Thank this was so, awesome. Thank you so much for taking over and allowing the lock system to go away <laughs> in the minutes. No, uh, no hosts were harmed in the making of this episode. <laughs> Everything's fine. We're uh, fine. The Fantastic Fruit and the Honorable Tesla were upstairs in the sound booth, going crazy and insane, not understanding things that were going on. But all we have to say is thank you, Marty the Eric Zerber, for letting us use your website, lowrainpictures.com. Also, Kevin George, thank you for letting us use your music. And also, guys, you can reach us at cinemagems15 at gmail. That's cinemagems15 at gmail. You can also follow us on Twitter at cinemagems underscore pod and the Instagram for behind-the-scenes stuff, including the dogs, cinemagemspod. Okay. And the Steven Universe gift that we're going to post on the uh, Instagram. Yes, that Uh, one too. And also, guys, just remember... That you're not going through life alone. You have friends that can help you, but you have to understand that they're going through things too, so you can work together to help each other out to make this better world, to make this world better. Be kind and to it, yourself so you can be kind to others. And also, guys, wipe your hooves and see you later. But remember, black lives always matter. Bye. 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 Toodles.